Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. This episode is sponsored by Glisten. Learn a language by listening. Learn more at www.glisten.ist and download Glisten from the App Store now for iPad, iPhone, and Apple Watch. The way I have it set up, and I, we'll move on from OmniFocus, but, I, but the way I have it set up is I want it to represent what my day looks like. That's one thing that Things does very well. They operate on a time-based system. So it's like, here's today, every today list. So I was like, what if I sort of replicated something like that in OmniFocus? And it's really made me happy. Welcome back to another episode of Epic Pros. Our guest today is Eric Bowers, who runs a home mortgage company and is writing a book in his spare time. He relies heavily on the iPad Air for his work, and we dive into how he does all of this in this episode. If you want to support this podcast, the best thing you can do is go out and download and try Glisten. Glisten is the Good Listen podcast app for language learners. It's all you need to immerse yourself in a language on the path to becoming fluent. We'll be sharing more about Glisten later on in this episode, but for now, download Glisten for iPad, iPhone, and Apple Watch. As a reminder, you can also support this podcast over at patreon.com slash iPadPros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. By supporting the show at either place, you'll get early access to both iPad Pros and Vision Pros. The yearly rate on Apple Podcasts is heavily discounted and a great option to get that early access all year long. My thanks to everyone that supports the show. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. With that, here's my discussion with Eric. Enjoy. Welcome to podcast, Eric. Hey, thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. So uh, first, can you introduce kind of your, your setup and who you are? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm Eric Bowers. I'm, uh, I live here in Florida now. I'm originally from central New York and uh, the weather's much nicer down here. So that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> it's snowing <laughs> up there now. Yes. Um, but my setup, so who I am, I actually, I'm a, I'm a branch manager for a, a mortgage company here in Tampa and so I have a few uh, branch loan officers that I oversee, as well as my own sales production. And I'm also, out of nowhere, a few years ago, I became a writer. And um, I didn't see it coming. I've actually, I've been a lifelong musician. I'm a bass player and singer. And um, and I can play guitar and, you know, but so that was like, you know, the creative side. But out of nowhere, I just started writing um, because I didn't fancy myself some big you know, English major or something. Right. Yeah. It just happened. So creatively, that's what I do. I've actually sort of put the music into the background, but running a full-time business as a loan officer and branch manager and writing my next novel, like that's, that's enough for me. And then I'm, I'm a married man. I married to my wife, Alexandra for uh, seven years and been with her for about 10. We have uh, three little dogs, so just a, a really good setup, and uh, you know, I'm happy, healthy, and uh, and I'm really glad that we're chatting today because I love technology. That's, That's awesome. The other end of it. So the yeah. book you're working on is not your first book. You've written at least one before. I, I have. Weirdly enough, it was called GTD with Things Three. So yeah, I okay. wrote a book about things. Uh, right on, I dropped it on the day that they released Things Three. Are they still on things three or is there things four at this point? They're, they're on things three. They're on things yeah. three. That's what I thought. But yeah. they've, they've iterated quite a bit and, and built in some nice features. And we'll we'll get to yes. we'll get to uh, where I am with task management. I'm just going to throw you a curveball again for task management. So based on our prior conversations. <laughs> yes. um, 
But yeah, I wrote that book. And from there I said, whoa, I can actually do this. Like I did it in, I did it self-published in iBooks author. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I wrote it in Ulysses at the time. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about my writing setup now, but I wrote it in Ulysses. And surprisingly, other than the screenshots, I'm not happy with how the screenshots turned out, but look, it was my first go. I was happy with how the book both turned out was received and also performed quite frankly i was i'm pretty like psyched about my first book being halfway uh you know a success in my eyes and um and other people found it helpful so that was that's really the thing that that drove me and that's what's driving me on this novel as well um we can sort of get into that but yeah the novel is man i started thinking about it the second i released the things book i had a, i had dreams it came to me it, I looked at old notes. It went through various iterations in 2018. And so this is like the, I, I'm trying not to be precious with this novel, but it feels like if I'm going to get one cool creative thing out that I'm totally proud of, this would be it. And so I'm really taking a lot of care with it. Yeah. But that's where I'm at. So it's a long way to answer who am I and I guess what am I? I didn't even answer what my setup was. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's your current iPad you're rocking? All right. The iPad. Is an iPad Air 2022 okay. M1. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I stepped down from an iPad Pro, uh, uh, the 12.9, because at the time I had it, I was living in Philadelphia and I would take the train into town, you know, to go to work. And sitting there with a 12.9, it's kind of unwieldy to, to just unravel with mm -hmm. the keyboard next to somebody. And so I thought, ah, oh, man, I would love something a little bit different. And that was. You know, I had that uh, until we moved down here, and then the 2022 comes out, and uh, the iPad Air, and I was like, "Whoa, this thing has an M1." Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can just pick up a smart key, uh, Magic Keyboard for it. So yeah. I have the Magic Keyboard. I also have the folio, the cover, the okay. smart cover. Yeah, yeah. When you want to so, be without a keyboard. Yeah, exactly. If I want to use it like a book or a true notepad, and or honestly. I'm halfway decent at typing on glass. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it, it, it's not the end of the world if I sort of forget the keyboard. Sure. Where the keyboard really comes in handy, and it is a total game changer, and I mean that in every sense of the word, is um, when I'm using Amazon Workspace mm -hmm. for work to tie into a virtual PC setting, it's really cool to have a pointer as opposed to yes. using an Apple Pencil. Right? Yeah. 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 Imagine it being, yeah, it just transforms it to a laptop at that point. Yeah, I've nicknamed the iPad my buddy because it is with me wherever I go. Um, like, if we're going out for the weekend, my job is weird, right? You have mm -hmm. to be available, right? And and so I take the iPad, I make sure it's fully charged pretty much all the time, at least overnight, and, and yeah. I charge it up. And I'll throw it in the in the trunk and then say, okay, if someone calls me, I could literally be at my office, quote unquote, with my iPad. And yeah. it's just phenomenal for that. So mortgage lending, that's the step beyond. Like real estate is the actual selling of the house. After that is done, are you the next person in line after the house is sold to like say, hey, uh, let me get the money to to fund this purchase? Yeah, I'm the money guy. So I'm. Uh, I always put it like realtors are wonderful because they are the hopes and dreams people and look at the <laughs> yes. pretty place and the landscape. And I go. That's all well and good. Let's uh let's see if we can afford that now. And and so I dial in the numbers and no, and I I've I've got my my style. Everyone kind of works differently. Um, but I'm very much a, a realist without being 
overly cautious. Like I know, mm-hmm. I know what, how to help people enough to get them into the home that, that they love. Yeah. So it's, it's all well and good, but uh, yeah, I've been doing that for seven years and I've, I've worked in finance for 23 years, like half of my life. Wow. So yeah. I was, I was in banking prior to this. So, you know, the least creative stuff that you can think of. So the balance, <laughs> right. balance in my life. Yeah. If you get creative a- in finance, uh, that probably doesn't end up well. Yeah, you end up in a, a, a orange jumpsuit somewhere. <laughs> so, it I um I found that the balance of the, having the, a real creative side like music or writing really did balance out that sort of that left brain thinking um, of finance. So it's it served me pretty well. I mean, yeah. Does the Apple Pencil play a role with like signing documents and stuff in your work or? Not as much as you would think. These days, it's more of a click here, click here. That's right. Yeah, I've seen so much. that and, That's the and, kind of good to go, go to with signing these days. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say. When you're, um, I have an opportunity to work with different investors. And if I'm registering on their loan system for the first time, they'll say, sign here as a loan officer. I literally, like, I'll click a link, go to my iPad, sign very nicely with a real Eric Bauer's signature. Yeah because otherwise if i do it on a phone or a mac it just looks like i'm you know i had three whiskeys or something I don't know. <laughs> so um yeah. it, so i do it on the ipad so it looks like me and then that's permanently uh, resolved in their system as my signature so mm-hmm. if i do business with them it's my ipad signature gotcha yeah and um going with the air versus the m1 11 inch ipad pro was was it a cost thing or just like you yeah yeah, I, I stood back and I'm, I'm not one to nitpick about costs or subscriptions. I mean, if it serves me, it serves me. Yeah, because the but main difference is what you get the promotion display it's promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can notice it um, when you first come away from promotion to the iPad. Air. Yeah. Like, I, I'll be honest, I, I love the form factor and it's it's cute. It's portable. And then I started scrolling and for probably the first minute I go, oh, like that. It was sort of like yeah. not a letdown. <laughs> But I was like, did I make a mistake? And then I start, you know, you dive into work and 10 minutes later, you have zero idea anything changed. Right. You just get used to it. Yeah. I just picked up my wife. In fact, I, I jumped to the 15 plus for an iPhone too. Yeah. So, um, so uh, from a 13 Pro Max. So mm-hmm. I'm coming down in the line, but up in screen size. Yeah. My eyes are getting old. And um, so I picked up my wife's 13 Pro Max and I was like, oh, that's what it looks like again, you know, yeah. <laughs> after not using it. But to that end, man, I really hope that they have like a 12.9 inch iPad Air this year. Yeah, uh, that would be super cool because you're ready to go back up in size. Yeah, you know what? It's it's um. Here's why. Um, I put the 15 inch MacBook Pro at MacBook Air mm-hmm. on my lap that feels a certain way. Then you go back to the iPad Air, and it feels really almost a little congested congested with my hands. Yeah, in the middle of the keyboard. And and it's like, you know what? I think I actually would like that. I'm not riding a train anymore. I'm living a different right. type of life down here. So I think I want that that larger screen size. I've got the the plus, the big air. I might as well go with a big uh, iPad air yeah. if it comes out. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And for for me the the keyboard being full more full size with the the bigger iPad just makes all the difference. Yeah. You know, I got I got mad. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a little bit. I got mad at OmniFocus the other day. Like it was OmniFocus's fault, and I was tapping. I go, "Why doesn't this work, Mister Mister Impatience over here?" Yeah. And I look down, and I'm tapping the caps lock key instead of tap. <laughs> so, 
that's a clear indicator. It's like, all right, listen, if you really want to build in some muscle memory, get a keyboard that's kind of similar to the one you're using. All exactly. Day. So yeah. th- I think, I think the second that comes out, I'm, I'm all in. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, it sounds like the iPad pros are getting even more expensive. So <laughs> yeah, I just heard that. Yeah. I just, I, I, I don't know where I heard it, but I just heard it. Yeah. Um, the OLED but, uh, and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't do enough pro work. I'll tell you what I love though. Um, you know, for accessories on the iPad Air it is, like I said, the magic keyboard and the pencil. The pencil for me, this screen size still serves me well. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if I could ever imagine writing on a mini uh, mm-hmm. with an iPad pencil just because of, it, it would feel weird to me, even though it's an awesome device. But this, I, I, I love the pencil because um, it's largely why I'm an Apple Notes user still, because you could just pick up, start writing and not have to think about the structure. It's just a blank sheet of paper digitally. Yeah. And, and and that's a great I, the lowering of um the 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 barriers to getting ideas out. It's super important. Yeah, you'll use yeah. that just as you're out and about, or in meetings, or uh, I do use it in meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will delete the notes after that often, or um, I'll email them to myself. And so I'll put them in like a, a, a company OneDrive uh, file or something like that. And I use the, all the, the high end, uh, I forget what Apple calls it for the encryption. Um, yes. The scary, you one. know, <laughs> right. The big scary. So I use like, um, I, I take that stuff very seriously. I, you know, having been hacked once and, and having to stop it all, that was not fun. So I take all the encryption, uh, uh, very seriously, but yeah, I write on that iPad for just, Notes because I, I, I love, like I use, um, I use like a, a Baron fig, uh, products to write on and, and, and I love the feel of that stuff, but for digital, like there's nothing better than Apple notes and an iPad. Very nice. Um, yeah. I know that company. Are you a fountain pen guy as well? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have the, I have three Baron fig squires. Yes. Uh, on mm-hmm. my, yeah. Three different colors and literally every product you could want. It looks like it's a, a store over here. Yeah. So, because, <laughs> you know, that's something I I um I didn't have to wrestle with much in my life where I just said, you know what, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna spend money once on nice things that I'm gonna enjoy using, because back in the day when I was a younger musician, I would buy inexpensive bass guitars, you know, really inexpensive, thinking I can I can do it. You always end up trading to something that's actually built well, and so I've figured the same throughout technology and paper and pens and, absolutely you know yeah. you want the best if, yeah. you, if you can afford it you want the best absolutely and so yeah it'll last much longer if you buy quality <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so you mentioned the 15 inch macbook air um where does that computer uh what role does that computer have for you versus the ipad believe it or not i use it more like a desktop okay um yep. I don't have an external monitor. I actually use the iPad side by side with universal control. I think that is like just the best because it gave all of us, you know, multi-device users a second monitor essentially. And so I use that all the time. And the, the MacBook Air is sitting here on the desk and um, it's just my big tank, you know, and mm-hmm. then, um, but if I want to go somewhere, that iPad's coming with me. Yeah. And as far as the iPad using it for work, when did that start? Was it with the when the iPad Pros started to hit the scene, or you know, funny enough, it was the Air. The because Air. I felt a little hamstrung, but that's my fault. I didn't get the Magic Keyboard. 
Yeah. Until the air came out. So okay. So yeah. I, I think I could have gone with a magic keyboard with my old iPad pro mm -hmm. and said, Oh, cool. And, um, but I like this form factor too. Um, this is a great form factor. Um, so I, I, I think I just wanted something more portable and then like it was a cost thing sort of with yeah. the keyboard. And then that's where it really picked up. I, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about the apps that I use at this point. Um, but I use like IA writer everywhere. And, and that's not just for writing your book, but just like as a general yeah. purpose notes and just getting stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll write anything th that has a purpose. Like um, example, I'll capture ideas in so many different ways. And, and, and I mm -hmm. guess we can talk about the apps. Um, yeah. But like, I'm one to make sure that I can capture everywhere. So I use uh, an app called Tot by um, Icon Factory, and I've got a shortcut on my watch that will capture to Tot. Wow, and that's cool. So if I'm at a stoplight, I mean, I'm I'm this nutty with it. If I'm at a <laughs> stoplight and I go and I'm daydreaming, you know, for a second while I'm at a stoplight, and I think, whoa, this would be a cool idea for a story. I'll grab it and it goes into Tot. And when I get back to my iPad. Todd's pretty evident with its um uh with its widgets that you have something sort of in that in that dot that that mm -hmm. page that you got text in there so it's sort of like an inbox for me because with Todd you get what nine nine pages Se seven? seven dots okay I think I think the Icon Factory may have done that just to represent the days of the week but at some point it's a design choice you just yeah. they just said well we, I mean you could I, I have used drafts and it's 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 a very nice tool, um, but it's more than I need. Yeah. Like I like minimalism. And so Tot is again, that sort of blank page. And it's just my, my little idea. It, it's, it's post-it notes that are designed really well. I mean, that's yeah. essentially what I use it for. So I'll capture an idea. And from there I go, Oh, I've got something in Tot and it comes into IA writer. Mm -hmm. I mostly just copy and paste. Once it's an IA writer that has its own little smart filter inbox list that I've built. And once it's in there, it's like I'm baking ideas. Like yeah. I've, I might right now I've got seven or eight short story ideas. Again, these are coming out of nowhere because I've grabbed them. I didn't imagine writing my next book to be a short story book after the novel, but here we go. Mm -hmm. And so there's like seven or eight ideas that are baking. Those all started and taught somewhere. Wow. And, and the shortcut How's that work? Because will it like replace an existing tot and wipe out data sometimes when you don't mean to? You know what? So tot has something built into the watch, and I know this is an iPad show. I want to yeah. stay centric to that, but they have something built in. Uh, they have got their application built in. Mm -hmm. You could tap into dot number one, then you could you could hold down the screen to write, and then you could tap the microphone. And to me, that's just a level too much of friction. So what I've done is I built in a shortcut. Um, which I can fortunately view on the watch and it, I open up the shortcut and I click add to dot and I'm off to the races. And I always have it looking at dot number one out of seven, never two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that's kind of my like writing idea inbox. Anything that's in number one, it, it, it goes, it's going to end up in IA writer. Okay. And you're just appending to that every time versus wiping. Yes. I'll yeah. append to that. Right. To answer your question. Yes. Yeah, so okay. It always, uh, it, it leaves what's in there. It appends to the end. Okay. For the Amazon workspace, that's is that just a service you pay for? Amazon has a server with this virtual Windows PC that you can just remote into, and all your data is kind of there. Or how? how what is yeah. That exactly. 
Yeah, it is exactly that. It's a virtual PC. So if I if I have a problem with it's like uh it's like Inception because if I have a problem with the P the virtual PC, I've got to restart the virtual PC. Then I've also got to restart Amazon Workspace, which is an app on the iPad. So I have to restart the workspace, and then I can. Then there's the third level of like literally, oops, the app is misbehaving. Let me actually force quit that on the iPad. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it, it's Inception. And do you run any custom like really ancient Windows apps for your business, or what are the tools you use within that? You know, I came to my company. I said the one caveat I has have is I'm using a Mac. I'm doing everything on a Mac, mm-hmm. and um, because in our business we get um, we get sort of uh, calls to come interview all the time, and so you could go into a lot of different places. And my company's very very forward thinking. They said, sure, just use Amazon Workspace app. And they built, they put in this virtual PC. But from there, I only use our loan origination system. I don't use Microsoft Word. I do, I do use OneDrive on the iPad and, and everywhere to tie in both my Mac world because I'm signed into my company OneDrive on the iPad or the Mac or the iPhone. And, uh, and then that populates into the PC world version of that over in Workspace. Yeah. So if you save something from the PC instantly over on your iPad after that, yeah. And vice versa. So when customers maybe email me a document that's in that's uh, password encrypted, I'll open it up, and then I'll uh, I'll get it over to the the, the, the PC world through uh, OneDrive. Gotcha. So that's actually pretty helpful. And and Teams I use and and look, I would never use these applications if I wasn't in this line of business. Sure. Because I I'm not a giant microsoft fan i you know it just doesn't oh, yeah. feel like apple to me right no. so that said their ipad apps are actually pretty solid <laughs> yeah as far as i was they're, just gonna say they're, they're no google they're, google is so much worse than uh microsoft as far as yeah. their their apps yeah yeah microsoft is actually making a stab at it and you can tell um so it's but that being said they're super helpful because if those got cut off tomorrow i'd really have to rethink how i did things right like totally. You know, I mean, I guess I could hang out in Outlook on my email and and my iPad. I, I it just would give me a headache, but yeah. I figure it out. Yeah, even Microsoft will be there on uh, Vision OS Day one. <laughs> yeah, oh, one, for, yeah, some good. of the few that are doing that. Um, I can look at an Excel table B twelve spot and move it to B thirteen. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> shortcuts. Any other uses for you of that app outside the Tot shortcut? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm just going to dive into the apps that I'm using. Um, so I'm going to my iPad right now and what I've got, I've got, I've got ones that really do some heavy lifting. Um, card hop to OmniFocus. Okay. So, so one thing that things always did, and I, and I, I guess I'll give a quick history. I was a things user back in like 2011. Okay. And that was my first time I, I really grabbed a hold of a, quote unquote, you know, heavy duty task manager. Yeah. And I love the design and all that good stuff that everyone says about it. Um, but then I was in college. I finished college when I was 35. Like I went into the sure. working world first, went backwards, finished college, got my bachelor's degree. And I remember one night, in fact, I pulled up the receipt prior to this. It was March 9th, 2012. So just about 12 years ago. Yeah. I, I, for some reason I was like, I don't know. Things feels like it's forcing me. I, I like opinionated software, but it really wants me to work a certain way. And so I found OmniFocus and, and I, uh, 
I totally remember thinking like, man, they, they really, really grabbed onto the purple color with this, with this application. It's <laughs> everywhere. Like the design on, on the, on the website at the time was just super purple, but I picked it up on the Mac first and I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, well, this feels weird. This feels different. Weird, weird, good. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a little over my head. Honestly, Tim, it took me a year to get a hold on me focus. It's to, a, to really it's a complicated app. It. There's a lot in there. Yeah. Yeah. However, once you work that way, every other way feels wrong. Now, that said, again, I never want to be beholden to an app to, you know, I don't want, I'm not going to let my business fail if an app goes away. Frankly, I could work on paper, right? Because GTD, getting things done by David Allen, if anyone doesn't know it, it's, that's my backing, you know, brain system that I operate my life with. And OmniFocus was written around that uh, methodology of task management and life management. So, all that is to say, I use an app called CardHop for contact management, and OmniFocus didn't have a great integration with contacts. Um, you could like mail a contact to your OmniFocus private inbox, and and then and then go into the inbox and say, you know, call Tim um, as the subject, and your card would be attached. That's all well and good, but it also parsed it in ways that looked very. I, I, it almost looked binary to me. It was just computer speak. Well, what I've done instead is CardHop um, by Flexibits. The, I love that the, the company and the products. Um, CardHop allows you to share the link to the contact. Oh, nice! That's got to be so handy for OmniFocus, right? Because it is. So here's what my my shortcut looks like: receive, you know, any share sheet, quick action, receive any input from share sheet or quick action. So that grabs the link. I've got the clipboard and then I ask for text, what do you want to do? And then I ask for text, what note do you want to add to the to-do? And then I grab the current date and all of that comes in. So the what do you want to do is the subject of an OmniFocus task. In the notes section of the OmniFocus task that's about to be created, I've got, I put dash and then the current date gets grabbed with, um, with a colon and then provided input is the um, what do you want to add to the to-do? Like, what note do you want to add? So basically, you know, January 15th, 10.30 a.m., this happened yeah. with this customer. Like, right. And I'll have selected a note. Like, I'll have, I'll have copied and pasted, copied a note that I've written in card hop. I'll copy that to my clipboard. And, and I'll add it to that. And then I have a link to contact, which goes and then pastes in the shared um, link to the card hop contact. So within, it's a couple taps, but it's way easier than copying and pasting and going in and adding. It's, it's, so it's, I think it's, I don't know, three or four taps, but it does save me a lot of time. And as a sales guy, I keep all of my follow-up activity in OmniFocus because it's end-to-end encrypted and... Um, and I don't put anything super personal in there, but uh, names, you know, uh, Jim, Jim Smith, 123 Main Street. You know, you don't really want that laying around anywhere. No. And with, with CardHop, you, do you treat that as your basically CMS? Yes, my yeah. con- my CRM. Yep, my CRM relationship, relationship manager. And does that app, into- I'm trying to remember, does it? Yeah. It would be super smart if they added some kind of like reminder about people. I know that does that for birthdays. But there's no like way to there's no like reminder system within CardHop to say follow up with X person in five days, is there? No, there's not. Yeah. There's not. I uh 
So uh, I no, I know that would be cool if they had it all built into one because I I've I've Frankensteined my system together. Like it's it's a CRM, but it's built from a couple applications because mm-hmm. an all-in-one application is you just feel very restricted. Yeah. Um. So I've I've decided to lean on shortcuts to do the hard work, and um, that's a that's a good shortcut. Card hop to OmniFocus. Um, I have a simple link to um. Or, sorry, a simple shortcut that when I add a new prospect, a new prospective buyer, you know, if a realtor calls me and says, oh, Jane Jane Doe wants to be called about um, getting her first home. And they're like, okay. And so I hit this shortcut called new prospect and it'll pop up. And I keep these on the home screen on the iPad. Um, it'll pop up and it says, who's the prospect? And I enter Jane Doe. And who referred the prospect? Uh, Barbara Doe. And then that goes and launches into numbers and puts in Jane Doe's name in the very first line as a new lead. And it also enters a task in OmniFocus that says, uh, call Jane Doe, um, create a note in card hop about Jane Doe, text Barbara Doe with the outcome, update the numbers pipeline. And uh, from numbers, I've got like what status everything is in. Is it a new prospect? Is it something I need to follow up on after initial conversations? So again, you can hear it's like very, it's bubblegum and scotch tape, but it really works because it's all based on shortcuts. I, 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 I don't have uh, autom- uh, Alfred or no, what's the uh, automator? I don't have any Apple scripts doing anything on the Mac. I figured I want it everywhere, like on the iPad. So I want shortcuts to, to do that heavy lifting. No, that's really cool. And I'd imagine it'd be hard to it'd be hard to change uh, a task manager with all this set up uh, this way, so, right? <laughs> I'll come clean about what I've been wrestling with. Yeah. Lately. So you and I talked, and and I was like, I'm an OmniFocus user, and then the next day I'm like, I think I'm trying out things, and I was like really resolute about it. <laughs> and um, it, it, and so what I came to so the, to answer your question, it's not hard to change it. And that's what I, that's what oh, I like. Cause like in the up. shortcut, you basically just switch out apps and he, yeah, yeah, you can switch out apps. You go, Hey, instead of looking at OmniFocus. Long, Cause things, at things as good, uh, shortcut support as well. Exactly. Yeah. Better than OmniFocus at this point, which, um, OmniFocus is leaning on, uh, jo- uh, on, like uh, JavaScript. They have, yeah, they yeah. have some like yeah. universal, yeah. it's, it's pretty powerful, I, but you have to be a bit, uh, Geeky, I should say. Like. Yeah, you know what's funny? So that therein lie, lied my problem. Um, I talked to uh, a past guest on your show, uh, Tim Stringer, mm-hmm. and uh, I emailed him and I was like, "Hey, can we have a conversation, a session?" And I booked some time with him. And I was like, "I think I'm, I don't know where I'm going with my task management. Like everything started to get unwieldy, and this is the problem with having so much power comes great responsibility." So. In short, what I thought was I wanted to run run for the hills and go, I'm going to simplify everything and, and I'm going to go back to things. And things is an awesome application. I'm not putting it down. However, if you think this through, if I get 10 leads today and 10 leads tomorrow and 10 the next day and I defer all of them for two weeks, in two weeks, at the very least, I'm going to have 30 items show up in my today view and things. And I, Does things have one, a forecast kind of thing? That, like, yeah, it's got an up, upcoming, yeah. upcoming, yeah. But... I just, after literally one day, I was like, yeah, that's why I always run back to OmniFocus. And I was like, you know what, man? It's time to rethink your whole task management. 
um, mm-hmm. the way that you're doing things. It's not the app. Yeah. Um, so I have sort of rebuilt from the ground up. I actually exported everything mm-hmm. out of OmniFocus into a text file. Yeah. Back in. And then I do some heavy gatekeeping now. So when a task comes in, I'm like, is this actually due in three days or four days? And I really urge myself to stop creating false due dates. Are you using start dates more as a thing? Yeah. So I use defer dates a lot in OmniFocus. Mm -hmm. And what I do is this, let's say I enter 10 tasks and they're, you know, call Joe or call Mary, some variation of all that. But I know that Joe is like super urgent, but we don't have an actual deadline at which I should be calling him back. I'll flag that task. And then I also have daily routines, which if there are 10 different subtasks to a routine, I don't want to see, you know, complete morning routine and 10 subtasks. I don't want to see that as 11 do items in OmniFocus. It's overwhelming. And that's actually what had me run for the hills. I think I got smart enough to figure it out. Wait a second. OmniFocus is powerful. Use it. So I created a perspective called routines. And all I have to remember is when I put on my watch in the morning is to check routines. And the first thing is, you know, take medication for your eyes. I have dry eyes. So I take medication. If I don't do it, and believe it or not, even after years, sometimes I'll just forget. Right. So it's there. Um, exercise. It's like, oh, you have to look that in the eye and go, all right, get out there, you know, do it. So, but without filling up my do spot. So I've created a perspective called uh, focus and it's anything that's due today, anything that's flagged and available and any part of my routines, I have it search for the word routine. I have a morning an evening and a bedtime routine. So anything with the word routine gets filtered right into that focus list. And that, and that list does not show amazing. up as like a indicator in your doc with the due uh, number. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's the way I have it set up and I, we'll move on from OmniFocus, but I, but the way I have it set up is I want it to represent what my day looks like. That's one thing that things does very well. They operate on a time-based system. So it's like, here's today, the every today list. So I was like, what if I sort of replicated something like that in OmniFocus? And it's really made me happy because I've, I've worked down from the, I go inbox, forecast forecast is literally just do items like if you just want to zero in on do and hammer through those get through those today then you can feel free to move on but then i have it go down to focus that focus list and then after that it's like all next available actions sorted by context okay so i sort everything by context again going back what, to what the kind of context GTD. do you have do you have like i'm out on the road with my just i'm extreme yeah. extremely vanilla gtd i'm going to read them too okay, so yeah. um it's like um, so out, ag- under agendas, I've got seven different people that I regularly speak to my wife, a couple of my company owners, my loan processor, my parents-in-law, etc. But then I've got calls, uh, the loan origination system I use, uh, errands, home, iPad, iPhone, MacBook, Safari. That's Safari is obviously for online work. Um, that can be done on any device travel. Well, if I'm not here at home, I'm traveling somewhere. And if it's not an errand, like when I just went to my hometown in Ithaca, New York, we just spent um, a couple of days up there. Well, I put travel, you know, go get bagels at this coffee place. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm in one place at one time, thus travel equals yeah. Ithaca. Okay. So um, a waiting for, uh, a waiting for list. So 
anything that I'm waiting for anybody to respond on a work um, uh, context so that I'm, you know, when I'm at work, I can print something off my printer at my office, which is down the street. Or I also have a writing office where I go to just like, I love my family, but if I need to just bail and say, bye-bye, I got to go write and you're all bugging me. Um, I do a, a, a co-work sort of space and that's been cool. Um, that's a new brand new thing as of like three weeks ago. And, and that's been cool. So those are my tags that represent context. Okay. I don't get much more complicated than that. Yeah. And OmniFocus 4, have you upgraded that or are you still on 3? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I was a beta tester. Ken Case reached out to me over Slack like in May of 21, I think it was. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you think about this? And I was like, holy cow, that doesn't look like OmniFocus anymore. And it was <laughs> just this really early version. So I've been beta testing it all yeah. along. When they had the initial design of OmniFocus 4, I wasn't really sure where they were going with it. And I was like, this looks very complicated. And I bailed. And I went back to things. And I, and I was very, to, to be honest, I was sort of depressed. I was like, all right, I guess that ended my run. And then they switched to what everyone's going to see when they search for OmniFocus 4 today. And they said, oh, that looks like OmniFocus. Like, now we've got the design principles in place. And, and it's it's just awesome. Once I figured out, like I said, the recent task management snafu and just sort of overbuilding list was was on me and not them. I was like, yeah, I'm never changing from this. So yeah, you just, mentioned uh, when you wake up in the morning, first thing you do is look at your watch. Uh, the OmniFocus yeah, Four yeah. app on the watch is pretty, pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, it's it's powerful. I have not all the perspectives uh, shown on the watch, mm-hmm. but my focus list is there. Um, in fact, my routines list which only grabs the routines. That's where I start the day. Yeah. And I just go to it on my watch. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, that is that is OmniFocus and some of my shortcuts for that. This episode of Epipros is sponsored by Glisten. Glisten is a different kind of podcast app that helps immerse you in a language you are learning. Glisten stands for Good Listen. It is the only podcast player app designed specifically for language learners. Listen to compelling foreign language podcasts on your way to language fluency. Glisten helps you learn by utilizing repetitive listening workouts, which are like a trip to the gym for your ears. Glisten just launched on iPad late last year, and I'm so happy the iPad version is here. The Glisten experience on iPad is awesome. Most podcast apps, you really aren't spending too much time in the app, and spending more of your time just listening to the podcast in the background. With Glisten, you are actively listening with the app front and center with you doing one of the many audio workouts the app has to offer. The iPad offers the app plenty of breathing room to display the transcript of the podcast and do whatever audio workout you have set the time aside to do. The power of the iPad Pro lets the app sing, allowing the podcast episodes to be transcribed and ready to practice against right away. The app does support split screen on the iPad, so if you do want to put up a dictionary next to the app or a scratch pad to take notes, you can very easily do that on iPad. The Glisten podcast directory that is optimized for the language you are learning is also much more friendly to browse on the larger iPad canvas and makes discovering foreign language podcasts that much easier. Glisten also features a super fun high scores tab that encourages you to do an audio exercise every day by showing you your current day streak, how many words you exercised to today, how many word repeats you did today, and includes the total number of hours you've done audio workouts. 
The key to stepping beyond introductory language apps is to start listening to native speakers. Glisten immerses you in a foreign language, taking your listening comprehension to the next level. With Glisten, you can learn English, Spanish, French, German, Italian, Portuguese, Dutch, Japanese, Korean, and Chinese. Start learning a language today with Glisten. Head on to the App Store to download Glisten for iPhone, Apple Watch, and iPad. It is free to download and get started with, and if you want to get even more from the app, give Glisten Pro a try to unlock the full feature set. Learn more at www.glisten.ist. And look out for Glisten on the Apple Vision Pro coming soon. My thanks to Glisten for sponsoring this episode of iPad Pros. Fantastic, Hal. Is that yeah, it was on the list you sent to me? Um, that probably plays pretty nice with Card Hop, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. Uh, do you end up using like the calendar invite system they have? Like, what 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 about Fantastic Hal? Do you love as a business <laughs> uh, owner? I laugh because. I was a fantastic hell user since 2015. And then when the pandemic hit, I actually worked for Flexibits for like six months and I did support for them. And, and Michael and I are still friendly today. Uh, the, uh, the uh, CEO. Yeah. And, Michael, uh, uh, Simmons, they just, right? yeah. yeah. Mike Simmons. Yeah. And they, those guys just, they really care about the outcome. They really care about the experience, the user experience. And, so many times per day, I'm just entering stuff in fantastic how I do on the, um, on the, uh, on the iPad. I'm just, what is it? Command N and, and I'm entering a new event and then you, you know, hitting slash a for that is an administrative calendar item. Right. So it, it's just super smart about the way it finds and parses information. So there's no, there's absolutely no equal. Um, but Card Hop and Fantastical, those that makes up the people and the time items in my life. And then mm-hmm. OmniFocus, those that's the triumvirate. I mean, OmniFocus is the you know, yeah the driver. Of the that's test. like your but that's your trio, your workhorse trio kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So, but Fantastical, I definitely do. To answer your question, I use the openings feature, and um, I have this cool little uh, keyboard snippet on the iPad, it, and it populates everywhere. Uh, across my Mac and my iPhone, but if a, a potential customer contacted me, a great example, Saturday, we were out shopping for a bed for my parents-in-law and they were like, can we talk? And I said, I went into the text message that they had sent me and I typed F O P M C. And it's like fantastic how openings mortgage conversation is how I think of it in my head. And it spits out this snippet with my website a link to my openings uh, availability. And I love it because it has changed my business. Um, I spit that out because it's also like, I want to be available. Right. But I also, I'm a married man. I have little dogs, you know, the family, I, I need to live my personal life too. You don't, you know, call a doctor at 7 PM and be like, drop what you're doing. Let's talk now. You You just don't do it. Yeah. So I'm like make an appointment and it's, it's very, um, you don't have to spend hours upon hours every week scheduling, which I'd imagine that can take a long time. Yeah. You got, you get people on your schedule very easily. And frankly, it weeds out folks that are just sort of kicking the tires versus those that are actually serious. Yeah. So it really does. That, uh, tech snippet, is that just in the settings app, uh, Mm -hmm. built in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And to the, uh, keyboard, 
text replacement. So I wish that I could write that on the iPad be, uh, and have it like ni- nicely hit return and parse a new paragraph, but you actually have to write it on the Mac in a, in a text app yeah, and place it there. And then it populates really nicely formula- formatted to the iPad and the iPhone. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I know with, text with expander is a bit more full featured with that kind of stuff. Well, well, I mean, like a text, um, like even a text edit, the text edit on the Mac, I can put it there. Oh, it to, there. to actually save it in the settings. Where to actually save it into the settings, right? To gotcha. format it nicely so that it's in, indented if you want, or a, a, a line break. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, if you do that on an iPad directly or a phone directly, it is a run-on sentence. Yes, you have periods in there, but it's a run-on paragraph. So, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Another app uh, you shared with me was the Focus app, and I have mm-hmm. not actually seen this app across you know all my <laughs> uses of uh, different devices yeah. here, and it looks pretty solid. Um, can you walk me through how you're using this? Yeah. So I have never like been diagnosed with ADD or anything like that, but I I tend to get pretty distracted, and so. Focus has sort of saved me from that. Um, what I do is I pull out three tasks for the day and I put away OmniFocus for the moment. I, I grab those three tasks, drag them into Focus, the application called Focus by Meaningful Things. And then I just literally focus on those three. Those are the most important three. If I did nothing else in the day, those those three drive revenue. And so what it does is I'll, I'll select a task that I've just dragged in there and they say, start working on it. And then a Pomodoro timer comes up. And so I have mine set to the classic, you know, 25 minutes worth of work, five minute break. And then, um, I even have a shortcut that will kick on, um, the focus mode. Uh, so I'm not distracted from anything else. I, sometimes I forget to do that. I'll just work right out of the focus application, but Either way, it's up in the menu bar and the Mac. I wish they did have a menu bar for the iPad. But, but um, what's really cool is on the is on the iPad, the um, like a large alert will come up and just tell you to stop, chill yeah. out, and take a break. And that's pretty good because I'm one of those people that once I get so focused, it's like uh, don't forget to blink. You know, <laughs> I get so focused yeah. on the screen in front of me. So uh, that application is really simple and it allows me to just focus on three. And I have that rule, three tasks per day, because you could put 50 things in there, but then now you're, you're all over the place. So I use it just for, I don't know, maybe an, I guess an hour or two a day. Yeah. To make on, sure you finish the things you actually really need to focus on that. Day. Yeah. yeah. They're a good company too. They, um, they didn't like, if you delete a task, they'd have, they have a, a, a trash can, but then there was no, way to empty it and i was like i don't want to see things that were literally trash like when i'm in i was like can i just empty the trash and they're like we don't have that built in yet and they're like we're considering it we'll consider it and then they put it in and you know it's like i i i uh i like when companies listen to users i mean flexibits has added features that many people have asked for and i I asked for phone numbers in the opening so i was like i can have a phone number yeah and then it got added you know, at some yeah. point, it just got at it. <laughs> so uh, I like when companies really listen to their their end users. Yeah. Do you advice. have you experimented with time tracking at all? Um, I actually used to do it. the The last time I did it was when I began as a ten ninety nine with FlexiBits. Mm-hmm. Um, on a, on just a sort so, of a ninety yeah, day they basis, could pay you properly with yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah. Before becoming a, a full employee. But, um, I, I don't do that. Um, I, I probably should, but yeah, no, I know I some feel... people love it. Some not so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I tend to stay pretty focused because I know a lot of people say like, I'm only in my task list for 10 minutes a day and then I know what I'm doing. I'm constantly in there going, what do I work on next and next? So that keeps me focused. Yeah. Another app in your list you sent over uh, by Icon Factory as well, uh, Linnea, mm-hmm. uh, their sketching app. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you yeah. use this professionally or just like as a um, catharsis of just get it, you know, drawing and, and sketching? <laughs> it, it, what's really weird is like uh, this. So the, the book that I'm working on, the novel, it's called The Mayor of Blackout County. And in my mind, I'm seeing it as a movie, right? I'm just mm-hmm. seeing the scenes. And of yeah. course, I've never written a novel. So you have to describe what you're what you're looking at right right so i said what am i how do i actually describe this in fact there was a a scene that was really important that i needed to lay out and i so i i said i need to draw and i started to do it in apple notes and i was like "Ah, that doesn't feel quite right and then i said oh yeah icon factory's got linnea and i picked that up and and it's simple enough for me but it's complex enough i think for for someone that wants to go like really deep. I mean, they, they do their own artwork in it. I think and those guys are amazing artists, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was able to sketch out this, this scene that was super important. And then I sat there and I looked at the scene on the iPad and wrote it on my Mac. And I'm looking at it and I go, yeah, that's over there. That's over there. So that's really cool. Yeah. Like kind of like storyboarding yeah. how film directors will, will do that. Yeah. But, but like I had to draw, it's a bedroom scene. It's just a, you know, kids in a bedroom. Yeah. Um, but I had to draw something scary happens and I had to draw like what was happening. Yeah. You know? No, that's, so. that's, that's really cool. I've not heard that as a, a tool for, for writing and, Novel writing fiction and all that kind of scares me. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Where to even start with that? Yeah. Well, there's, there's this thing, and this is a sidebar, but there's this thing called pantsers and plotters. I don't know if you've ever heard this term, but no. I realized I started as a pantser, as in fly by the seat of your pants and start writing. Just write, right? Because I had this skeleton structure in my mind, I was like, I can just do that. I don't need to overplan. That's always my thinking. I don't, I don't need to overplan. And then, Eventually, I go. Mm, how do I get from there? And what's the B story's got to factor in? And then you go. Oh yeah, I got to start plotting this out. Which leads me to Omni Outliner. That's uh, that's when I look at the skeleton of the story. It's there. Um, it might start in Mind Node, which I use. Yeah, also. I was going to ask because yeah, I I in one book in my life, and Mind Node was just such an amazing tool. Just brained up everything. That branching trees based off and initial yeah. ideas and. Yeah, that was po- You know powerful. what it is? It, it's it's those two um especially now that my nodes got uh an outline feature. It um those two can be similar, those two applications, but Omni Outliner it was an outliner only and it's got really nice organizational capabilities. You can actually record audio, which I do in it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I um I, I so I use both applications. If I'm, let's see, if I'm like in trouble with an idea, and I go, I don't know how to do this. I've got to start somewhere. It's probably going in my node, and then I just spit out thoughts, and then I organize them, and then I go, okay, from here, it's frozen in time as a kind of a 1.0 of the idea, and I'll leave it there, and I'll export to Omni Omni Outliner, 
And then from there, I can really structure, give it some visual elements, and then, of course, export to OmniFocus if it's a project. That's all pretty easy. It's easy in my node, too. But I, I like using the application. I like using different applications. Like, like you could use a, a small hammer and a big hammer. And it's like the big one's going to be more efficient for certain tasks. Right. Small and, ones and it could damage your nimble. wall for other tasks. Right. <laughs> You're right. The small one's nimble. The the big one could truly damage your wall and go, oops. So you have to be careful. But uh yeah, I use both of those. And actually on the iPad, the the my note has really gotten all the keyboard shortcuts I think that the Mac has. And you could just fly around that application. They've done a great job. Yeah, I I, I like those guys. Uh ideas on canvas. They're just good good peeps. Yeah. Is um, cellular data important for you on the iPad, like being out and about? Is that you have good coverage with wh- where you're working? Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the Tampa Bay area. So we, we switched to like a T-Mobile when we got down here. And so I, that's fine for here. Um, so the I, iPhone is providing the internet to the iPad. Okay, so you don't have a direct iPad. Only. Right. So like if I'm at home or at my office or my writing office, I, of course, have Wi-Fi. But if some days... I just want to hop on a bike and and say peace. I'm out of here and throw the iPad in a in a backpack and go you know right in a forest. I literally did that not too long ago. It was awesome. Yeah, and so that I could make sure that my changes were synced, I was getting decent enough cell reception, and I tethered to the iPad and uploaded it all to the cloud. Made sure it was on my iPhone before I left and took off. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Are there any yeah. other apps or tools you use uh, for your day job that we haven't covered yet? For the day job, uh, mail is the big one, Apple Mail. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, are there emails as, like, I need to come back to this, and do you send them to OmniFocus uh, somehow? Yeah, so it's weird with Outlook, which is what our email is based on. If you forward the email to OmniFocus using the inbox forwarding email mm-hmm. address that you get with OmniGroup, it breaks... <sighs> I think it like Outlook somehow breaks it to where you could then archive that initial email and you're like, okay, cool. It's an OmniFocus. I'm going to tap on the the link. And then you tap on it and go back and it just jumps back to your inbox. And it's not OmniFocus's fault because Apple, uh, sorry, iCloud and Gmail all work just fine with that. So I think it's an Outlook thing, but um, I don't often forward emails because for privacy's sake, I mean, again, OmniFocus is end-to-end encrypted, but privacy's sake, I just don't feel good about it. So so often I'll take the, there's attachments. I mean, that's a big one with Apple Mail. I'll just drag those out from the iPad over to uh, OneDrive and put them in the customer file. And so, and then I'll just archive the email. Yeah, and I know with no Siri, you, with Apple Mail, you can say, remind me of this, and it'll have a link in the Reminders app. Right. But I think that's right. the only way you can get that link. And I think it's probably unique to the reminders that maybe I forget. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is true. I, I, uh, when reminders, I guess the most recent version came out maybe in 2019 or so, um, I tried it and I was like, Oh, it's, that's cute. But yeah. like, but I found that you could do that or I think you could drag tasks right over. Right. Yeah. So if I do, that's actually the method I use. Like, um, no matter what platform I'm on, if I've got an email where I go, gosh, this is way more efficient to just drag the email into OmniFocus, that's exactly what I do. I just drag it. I don't, I don't use the forwarding feature much. And then I'll archive the message. Mm-hmm. Anything else outside of mail? 
for work uh not really no just um let me actually see here if there's anything else yeah uh pcalc yeah I'll yeah forget that yeah i use pcalc working in finance constantly. i'd imagine you would be doing calculations constantly we finally got yeah, the P-calc calculator had... on uh ipad i think this year didn't we yeah right I... <laughs> you know uh James Thompson that develops PCALC is like a wizard. So like, I'll just, even if they bring it, you know, they bring it, they brought it everywhere, but I'm just going to keep using that. Cause it's such a, it's yeah, such it's a so cool much better. You can do so much. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. And then actually day one, I use every day to journal about my, you know, work successes, for example. So, um, I have a work journal, um, and a personal journal and then a Bowers voice journal, which Bowers voice is my, name for the um the creative company that i have because i i do voiceover work there occasionally as well as writing so i'll write like wins about the the mortgage industry just because some it's a really tough job some days and so I, you, i'd imagine re- like the whole housing market's just been out of whack recently i imagine it's been uh, could, could yeah. be stressful in that regard <laughs> it's just like about half of the people with my position in the u.s have quit in the past year just this, I imagine just the stress levels trying to like and the market it's just it's like hard. that right now yeah yeah 2024 as we speak I mean it's really it's really tough but um those are the apps I use for work work I think where I get more enjoyment out of you know being geeky with the iPad is is the personal side and and then we've pretty much talked about like most of the apps I mean I use I'm looking at overcast I use that um for my podcasts on the iPad and uh triode also by the icon factory that's the internet radio app yeah that's what i had i i've always used broadcast uh so i i not actually heard of triode so it's like an alternative to 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 that app broadcast yeah it's very similar but icon factory's got this i cannot ever put my finger on it but it's like their designs always in a yeah. level yeah yeah it's just super cool what do so you end I up listening to in there is it internet radio or is it like live podcasts uh no i, I listen to internet radio so i um years ago like i don't know 25 years ago i worked in radio and so i have an affinity for that yeah uh for listening and, and hearing different broadcasts but uh it's really cool to be able to listen to uh, a show from my hometown. I mean, you know, I, I can't get it any other way. And it's a live, um, live acoustic performance show. That's still done at Cornell university. I just listened to it last night actually. And I did it from triode. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, amongst other applications, yeah. uh, other stations, I should say. Yeah. So for, um, for the book you're writing, you're using mm-hmm. AI writer for the bulk of the actual writing. I, I'm using IA writer. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so what I did, I switched from Ulysses years ago to IA writer. I used IA writer first. And, and I know and um, it, Scrivener's kind of popular for novel writers. Cause you can keep track of like characters and stuff with that. Yeah. That's like super, super duper. I started using IA writer. I think when they, when it was launched in like, I don't know, 2010 or nine or something on the iPad. And I used that. And I think at that point it was iPad only. And then it eventually came to the Mac and iPhone. But um, they, again, opinionated design. All you get is a blinking aqua <laughs> cursor staring at you. If, you. if you go full screen in the iPad, it's just like, right, right, right. You yeah. know? And I like that. Because, again, sort of minimalist. 
I, I like that it's just you and your words. Um, alternatives like Ulysses and Scrivener have a really nice uh, library format. But what I like about IA Writer is your data is portable. So it's all in the Finder or Files app. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all in Markdown. So, you know, God forbid they shut down. You could take this somewhere else. And um, and what's cool is you don't have to think about your writing first in IA Writer. You could just you could just fire off words. Let's say it's a page, and you go, I don't know where this goes. And then later you could add that as a um, as a, I forget what the code block, uh, not a code block. Um, I forget how they tie it in, but you can hit a certain command. And look, it literally started typing the first few letters of what that text document that you wrote previously is called and get it imported into another document. So you can kind of glue them together. It doesn't matter which order you write things in. You could have some master document later that you could put the structure in um, by by adding different. I keep calling them code blocks, but they're not they're writing blocks or something. Now I've got I don't know, my, yeah. my writer's block. <laughs> do, do you but, expect... Or do you expect to be able to do the final output of this book on the iPad? I don't know if like if is pages like I know they have that EPUB export within that or again, again that's what I love about the iPad. If if for some reason I didn't have a MacBook, like I would write all the text in IA Writer, have the story as it should be, and then import it into Pages, and say, okay, now I'm going to get it to look like it should, and then I'm going to ship it off to iBooks. You know, so. That's an easy way to do it, I think. Yeah, because, oh, yeah, even with the pages, you can direct upload the, the iBooks uh, yeah, back in there. I need to experiment with it because I haven't written a book in six years plus. So, like, I don't actually know how that works. But, honestly, I didn't know a thing about iBooks Author. And I still got my book out there. Yeah, I so, so. I miss iBooks Author. Like, I, I did my yeah, one book in cool. iBooks Author. And it had all yeah. these fancy, like, widget stuff within there. And, yeah. you know, iBook and pages has some of that but it's just it's not as powerful with that stuff and it's just sad that they kind of abandoned the more powerful stuff yeah, yeah. i know i mean i i get what apple's doing i mean it's more it universal and all that yeah. more universal right but uh, but um but yeah i could I, i'll write the whole thing here and um and then uh save all my any screenshot well not that i need to do a lot for a novel but i would save those in photos on mm-hmm. the ipad and then import them into pages do you anticipate hiring someone to do the book cover art or is that something you'll tackle yourself? I will tackle it myself only because my wife, aside from being an educator, does really excellent photography on the side. And she took a picture of the place, a place that's, um, that, that centers the book is centered around. Mm-hmm. And I kind of doctored it up in Canva. I might give it to somebody to say, okay, now make it look like a real book cover. But the basic element, I, I would say it's 70% the cover. I look at it still after three, four years after taking these photos, and I was like, yeah, this is what it should look like. Awesome. Yeah. So, I know that that yeah. for me was like, I, I'm just need to hire somebody because I can't make this look. Uh, yeah. it's uh, I'm, I'm like creative with audio, but not not video, not, not yeah. pictures. So. The visuals, yeah. Yeah, the visuals. But, uh, yeah. And then um, you mentioned earlier the you record audio and you did this at Omni Outliner in your notes to me. You also mentioned voice memo. You're like recording like what people are saying in the book kind of like, or how's that, how's that work for you? So behind me, um, I have a vocal studio and there's a, I'm going to read the audio book and I have honestly yet to decide if I'm going to read it 
in some version of my own voice or if I'm going to do characters throughout it. Yeah, because that's, yeah, audiobooks, the, the performers always fascinate me with, like, the, you know, changing their voice for each character and remembering what they all sound like. And, like, right, that's, right, that's, right. That seems challenging to me as someone. Well, so that's the thing. I, that, what you just said, do I want to add that level of complexity? But what I'm doing is as I go along, I'm recording um, a character, you know, um, that maybe has a heavy New York accent, you know, Long Island accent or something like that. I'm like, okay, they obviously have to sound like this. And so I'll just spit that on into voice memos. I've started toying with the idea of putting that in Omni Outliner because it records and I can literally put, you know, you have to imagine a document where you say characters and you could put all these different names and literally underneath a recording of what they sound like in one document. I think it'll handle it pretty well because the average speaking part, just for me to remember how to form my, my mouth and my nose or whatever that I'm trying to do with the character's voice probably takes 15 seconds per character. And if there's 50 characters, I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. As far as distribution is print something you hope to get into at this book. I really do. I really do because I, Self-published the last one. That was a great experience. I'm going to do the same thing, mm-hmm. I think. But a, a, a business partner of mine said he's got a publisher, I think, in Manhattan that will help me So it, to get it into physical form. I just okay. don't know. In my last book, I have literally only one paper copy exists, and it's sitting five yeah. feet to my right, just so I can hold it and say, hey, I wrote this. Yeah, I wish I, I did that for, for my book. It, it, it's purely digital, and I just... Apple still make you get an ISBN number for iBooks? Mm, they don't. They didn't make me. Okay, but I gave them one, I believe. Yeah, I remember. I it's like at the time when I published, it was like a requirement. It's like okay, let me send the money. Was it really an ISBN I, like, number? And yeah, if I had, if I have a physical version, it's definitely going to be required. So, right. so I'll I'll get all that. That's the murky part. That's the part that's got me scared. Like, so the book went on pause. Once COVID hit, I, I I got sort of bummed out about where the world was, I think, as most people did. And my creativity just went to the side. And then it came roaring back. And I said, because I guess I also had, I had the first and the third acts, but I didn't really have the second act yet. I mean, I knew what I needed to get to, but the glue, I was like, I don't want this to be filler. And it was that thing where I was sort of forcing filler and I just, I took a break and I stepped back and then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, okay, that's what needs to happen. And I'm in the middle of that right now. And so I'm in the second act. I'm pretty deep into it. The third act I could write in a week. Um, but all that being said, the part of me that was the um, procrastinator was the actual getting the book out to the public. Like, should I do a new site? Like, should I just have it, you know, be a, 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 a a site that you can land on on Bauer's voice, which is what it currently is now. It's under my book section. You'll see a little snippet about a teaser about it. Um, and so I, 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 I can definitely um, do the whole publication, but that part stresses me out, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll get through it. Yeah. Do, do you have a synopsis uh, of the book at this point? Yeah. So it's a story about, a musician who's battling alcoholism as well as some unexpected family dynamics. Okay. That it's, sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to it, but I can't say no, no. too much because it'll give it away. Yeah. No, it's Yeah. But I'm, 
And I then would, do you have I like a, a length in mind, like as far as like yeah, yeah, it's like three hundred pages. Okay, so decent, decent, uh, decent length. Yeah, oh, okay. I've got like one hundred sixty written. Okay, so. that's awesome. Yeah, and then Bower's voice is at least one place you'll be able to kind of follow. Yeah, Bower'sVoice dot com. I'll always link to the book from that, and that's where I do any blog writing. I've written about fantastic Alan OmniFocus there. It's all a little. You know my nerdy corner of the internet. Yeah, and uh, anything we haven't covered yet that you want to before we uh, wrap it up? Um, the only other thing, because I'm such a completionist, I've got the other two OmniFocus product or Omni Group products. Yeah, I've got OmniGraffle and Plan. Do you end up using like <laughs> I I, I want to find a reason to use all of their apps because they're so great, but I I yeah. struggle with some of them to like how do I use this? <laughs> I literally would have said the same thing to you. Uh, two months ago, but yeah. I went on this vacation in December and I said, all right, I'm going to shut the world off. I'm going to learn OmniPlan. I'm mm-hmm. going to learn this thing because Graffle, you know what it does. I actually, if you see the logo for Bauer's voice, I did that in OmniGraffle. Oh, nice. So yeah. it, 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 it's its only job. It's like diagramming. I could do a quick logo, like totally cool. I get it. I'm not an artist, but it, it'll keep me in <laughs> perpendicular lines. Plan. I sat down, OmniPlan, I sat down and I was like, well, what's it good at? I'm not managing some, you know, construction of a 40 story tower, but I am managing my life. So what does this look like? And I was like, well, it's all about deliverables and timeframes. I, I, if I take the cost uh, sensibility out of it, the time frame is really important uh, to any project. And I said, what if I just ran a document for 2024 that that was the big project and said, okay. I'm going to break down my large milestone projects into quarters and I want to see visually where I am in the year. And then it'll show me um, in a Gantt chart, what projects, where I'm supposed to be in these projects because OmniFocus is great. You've got your, all your projects in a list, but to see it visually in that way too. I mean, I don't know. I think I paid a hundred dollars to upgrade it to the non pro version. It's like, if that's all it did, I mean, I'd pay someone a hundred bucks to give me a kick in the butt and say, Hey, get on these projects. So that's kind of, that's That's what plan does for me. And, um, I've, I've let it be no more than 10 milestones. You figure less than one a month. Some of those are smaller. One of them's published this book, you know, um, that's huge. So I wanted it to be realistic as well. I didn't want it filled with 40 projects. Yeah. So I use all four. It'd be interesting if you could create a uh, genericized version of that, because uh, I think a lot of people would be interested in in using Plan for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could probably put something together if we if you needed a copy of it or something. Yeah, I could that'd be probably that'd put be awesome. Together. Yeah. Um, but that's that's it. I think we like we covered pretty much everything. As I look at the applications that are here, everything. Oh, one. I want to give a shout out to two quick applications that I use all the time on the iPad. Um, I don't love Twitter. I'll never call it the other name. Sure. Uh, (laughs) And so I bounced over to Mastodon in November of 22. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I remember the day that uh, Twitterific was killed. It was so sad. It was like the worst, the worst. But anyway, I bounced over to Mastodon and I picked up Ivory which I'm enjoying. That's a very nice experience. So Ivory for Mastodon. And then um, Mercury Weather. I, I 
didn't see it coming, but um, Malin from uh, the Triple Glaze Studios, I think is the name of the company that makes Mercury, was on um, another podcast with with Ken Case, and I happened to be listening to that. And I was, yeah, Mac Power users, Mercury. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So my, that's right. So I um I went and checked it out, and I was like, "Whoa, this is a, a really nice design." I'm a sucker for design, and the here in Florida, the precipitation. In the Apple Weather app, it's not super accurate. No, okay. Because Florida's real finicky. It's so Mercury's very accurate, and I don't know where it's getting its data. I didn't really look into it too much, but I, I mean, I got a deal on the first year subscription. I said, "Well, this is my weather app," and I've got it on the watch and the iPad and the phone and the Mac, so it's everywhere now. But I just wanted to give a shout out to them. But yeah, that's my that's my stack. Excellent. Yeah, and where can people follow you on uh, Maston? Uh, I am at E A Bowers B O W E R S at Mastodon dot Tech Hub dot social. Okay, yeah, it'll be linked to in the the notes uh, for this. Yeah, episode. thank you. Yeah. The the two at symbols still you can see it's like a stumbling block for me. I still haven't I haven't said that too much. No, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it makes it a little bit more complicated uh, to find. E A Bowers at Tech Hub dot social. Cool. Uh, well, the best place. Yeah, and then well, bowersvoice.com you can always find me there awesome well thank you so much for your time this has been fascinating learning about uh, yeah. how you work yeah. thanks Tim for having me I really appreciate it you got a great show I love how in depth you go I gotta say that because it's a it's like a longer form interview and uh, and, and just leads to some really good questions and some apps that you've never heard of maybe and you dive into so thank you you're welcome yeah absolutely well, that's my discussion with Eric. My thanks to Eric for his time recording this episode. And my thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. My thanks again to Glisten for sponsoring this episode. Download Glisten for iPad, iPhone, and Apple Watch now from the App Store and coming soon to Apple Vision Pro. Learn more at www.glisten.ist. As a reminder, you can also support the podcast and get early access to both iPad Pros and Vision Pros over at patreon.com slash pros or by subscribing to Apple Podcasts. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.